2: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the
0: 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340, the game and news radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the weekend episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Singh. Thank you so much for listening Blue and white scrimmage this weekend. Speaking of the blue and white scrimmage, just how much scrimmaging are the Thunder doing? Well, Billy Donovan will tell us in segment one. He'll also tell us what he likes about his team so far. And I'll give you a hint. It has a lot to do with work ethic. In segment two, Billy Donovan will talk about Andre Robertson. Is he getting back on court? How soon will we see him? Be cleared for contact drills. What's he seen out of Andre Robertson? More importantly, Andre does some great practicing. If you've ever seen Andre during shoot-around, either at the facility or before a game, and I'm assuming most of you, you, you've probably seen him before the game. I've seen him at practice. I've seen him at shoot-around, and Andre can always hit the big three. He can always hit that mid-range jumper. He can even hit his free throws, but for some reason, it's not happening on the court. Billy will talk about that as well. Billy will also talk about having PG in camp for a second straight year and not having to deal with free agency, not having to deal with getting used to new terminology, everything else, how much that's helping him, and then we'll wrap things up by hearing a really good amount of Patrick Patterson during his scrum today at practice. And I don't think anyone touched on Patrick about whether or not he would be starting, but we'll give Patrick an opportunity to speak and uh, give you some insight on what's going on in Thunder Training Camp. If you don't know who I am, maybe this is the first time You're listening to the Locked on Thunder Podcast. My name's Eric G. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've covered the Thunder for five years, and I work for 1340 The Game. And my partner in crime, Randy Renner, is the one who is responsible for all the audio that you're hearing today because I was unable to make it to practice. So thank you very much, Randy, for helping me out there. Want to give credit where credit's due. I will be at the Blue and White scrimmage on Sunday And I don't think we're going to podcast on Sunday. We got locked on Sooners, but come Monday, we'll give you all the details about what we saw at the blue and white scrimmage from Sunday out at the peak. And with that, let's get started. Speaking of scrimmaging, the Thunder are doing a ton of it. And why are they doing it? Well, they're younger, hell of a lot younger than what they've been the last couple of years. So. You want to get those guys out and run them as much as you can. And with more on that, here's Billy Donovan.
3: No, I mean, we've got, I think, 18 guys, you know, so it's kind of been really good where you could take a guy like Dennis and Paul and Steven and those guys can get good reps. You have sub for those guys. Um, You know, obviously it would be great to have Russell and Andre out there, but they're not. Um, My goal, I think, coming out of the, the first day we scrimmaged, I wanted to get some scrimmaging in just based on the things that we did. Um, we did a lot of five-on-five five yesterday in the first practice, and, you know, we probably did about 45 minutes today of five-on-five. Of five. So some of it's controlled, and some of it's just letting them play uh, through things, you know, trying to work on coming out of side of the bounds, underneath the bounds, you know, those kind of things. There's still obviously a lot more we've got to continually add, but for the most part, I think that I wanted these guys to be able to play because I think with the new faces, with some different guys getting acclimated with one another – um, I also think, you know, when you do drills, drills are great in terms of a teaching point, but sometimes those drills can go out the window when you start getting five-on-five because five, things are happening so quickly, and when you're doing a drill, you can isolate on a specific area, which is great because you can talk about the technique and the discipline and the execution of that, but can you do it when the game's going on, you know, and make quick decisions both offensively and defensively? So that's why we wanted to try to, try to play.
4: You
1: do
3: you want to keep the same... Uh, groups together when you're scrimmaging? Like um, we mix it up. We really just kind of mix the groups up because you're getting guys, pulling guys in and out, just getting different subs and stuff. So, um, you know, we'll play play different groups of, of guys together, you know, different lineups and things like that. It's not necess- The scrimmaging is not necessarily to work on, okay, let's work on this group. Let's work on this group. It's just like we're just trying to get these guys playing and implement stylistically of the things that we need to do. Would you say you kept Dennis Steve and Paul kind of together? You know, yeah, I, I mean, yes, I mean, those guys have played quite a bit together, and I think Dennis being a point guard needs to get comfortable with those two guys in particular because they'll be on the floor quite a bit together with Russell being out. So I wanted that to kind of to happen some. But, you know, also Dennis has got to play with Patrick. He's got to play with Jeremy. He's got to be able to play with Terrence. You know, there's a lot of guys he's going to be out there playing with. So that's when you – I'm less worried about the, the groupings of who's playing together, but more – to your point, like let's make sure these guys get a chance to touch and play with one another. Because you know, the other thing too is, you know, the guy like Raymond Felton, you know, you want him to 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 be as involved, you know, uh, as much as as Dennis is with different guys playing with different guys.
0: Love what he said there at the end. Uh, getting Raymond involved, making sure that he's out there on the court, makes me feel a lot better. Just because I want to see Raymond Felton be involved as much as possible. But I thought it was interesting just that Billy Donovan said that you're trying to get guys specifically on the floor just to get them reps. You're not worried more about who they are playing with and whether or not that's gelling and all coming together. Um, And I kind of wonder if that's the way that Billy approaches some of these preseason games where it's just about getting guys work more than it is about seeing different lineups. That being said... There's a lot of different things that you've got to experiment with or can experiment with now. You might as well take advantage of it. And I would have to think that just by watching these guys play and seeing how these guys work together, everybody's just you're taking notes, you're you're seeing things, you're watching it on film. And if there's a particular lineup that developed chemistry, or there's particular guys out on the floor that develop chemistry, that's something you eventually are going to want to use in a game. As far as how the team looks now, Billy Donovan seems
3: pretty pleased, even though you're only six practices into the season. I really like the way these guys have really come in and worked, and I think it's was a lot different than last year. Uh, not to compare, because I think every year is different. I just think with Russell being out, you know, last year and even now being out again this year, and then, you know. Patrick Patterson is only longer training camp. Alex Sabrinas being out. You know, we were an older group. Um, you know, their, I think the understanding of coming back this year and having to put in the work, um, you know, starting right away in training camps has been good. So I've been really, really pleased with the way they've worked. I've been really, really pleased with um, how they're trying to do the things that we're talking about. Like, are we even close to where we need to be, um, execution wise, offensively, defensively, no, not at all, but they're really, really working hard. They're really working hard and uh, you know I really appreciate that and uh, even with the new guys, and that was part of the challenge too. it's so many new guys last year. so there was so much to teach and uh, but th- th- there's been enough where we got a guys that have been here that can lead and help the guys that are new. And the guys that are new have done a really good job of paying attention and and trying to listen and learn and get better. So, I mean, I think practice, from my perspective, with the amount of contact that we've had and the way we've gone up and down, I've been really pleased with what these guys have done. But by no means, uh, you know, are we like a polished, you know, we we got a long way to go in terms of where we need to get to. But they're certainly putting the right foot forward to get better.
0: Billy Donovan didn't say it in that quote, but you have to think that right now, Billy Donovan is just ecstatic about the opportunity to run practice the way that he wants to run practice. And he probably hasn't been able to do that for the last couple of years because of how unsettled the roster has been. I mean, you probably have to go back to the first... The first year that Billy Donovan was here, where he felt like he could really attack the season the way he wanted to. Plus, you had all these veteran guys that it was going to be easy to work with, but at the same time, you were going to have to break them of habits. You were going to have to introduce them to new things. Well, now you've got a core of younger guys. You've got a good veteran mix. I mean, the Thunder, in just a really short amount of time, went from being an old team. To, are now a team with a really good mix of both veterans and younger guys, which is exactly what you want on the NBA. It just, things are sitting up very well for this team. There's obviously some things that they're going to have to work on, some things that they need to improve, some guys whose individual performances, and I'd sound like Billy Donovan, but Alex Sabrinas, uh, Jeremy Grant. Those guys are going to have to improve and do it through training camp. But right now, this is about as good a shape as the Thunder has been in in a long time. And that's, it, it's so weird to say that, especially when you have as big a subtraction from this team as Carmelo Anthony was at the end of last season. Coming up next here on Locked on Thunder, Billy Donovan gives us an update on Andre Robertson. Locked on Sooners is published now as well. It is our Baylor Primer as OU takes on them tomorrow at 2.30. Plenty of time for you to get both these podcasts in. Plus, all weekend long, you can binge on Locked on Thunder and Locked on Sooners, both courtesy of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, at LockedOnSports.com, at LockedOnThunder.com at Apple iTunes, at Stitcher, at Google, at Spotify, and I think that's all of them. And please rate us five stars on Apple iTunes. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So many major questions for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not all of them are even going to come close to being answered on Sunday at the Blue and White Scrimmage. I'm just happy we finally get to see these guys work. And part of it is because I've heard that so. I've heard that the practices can be legendary, especially when they go three-on-three. Three. But Sunday, I've got stuff that I'm looking forward to. I want to see how Hamadou Diallo plays. I want to see who he runs out there with Dennis. What Dennis does look like with that combination that was talked about in the first segment, which is that starting combination. How much playing time... Jeremy and Patrick Patterson are getting. I don't even know if you really, from one scrimmage, want to take that much information. You actually want to take the information, but base a lot of your opinions based on that particular one scrimmage. But it'll at least be a fresh look at the Oklahoma City Thunder where we might have some idea of what Billy Donovan is thinking with some of his lineups. One thing we won't unfortunately know is the health of Andre Robertson, although he is working now. And here is an update on Andre Robertson from Billy Donovan.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I see him out here. He's doing stuff all the time. Um, to be honest with you, I really spend more time just talking to him about how he's going. How does he think the, the process for him rehabilitating is going? You know, does he feel, you know, any issues, soreness, those kind of things. I really don't get too much into the medical piece. I'll talk to those guys all the time about where he's at, you know, currently, but he looks good running. He looks good moving. But I think it's totally different when you're trying to regain your timing and all those things. And and I'm sure, like anything else, you want to be able to develop confidence. You know, when you have the kind of injury he had, uh, I'm sure starting, stopping, cutting, moving, there, there, there's there's a – You know, a a confidence that he's got to build up that, hey, like my foot, my knee, everything's okay here. And I think that takes a little bit of time, but like he's worked really, really hard to get to to where he's at right now. And I think he's done a great job of staying engaged with the team, staying motivated to get back, um, being involved in practice. Like all those things have been really positive. It's hard for me to sit there and say, okay, you know, this is where he's at. He's done nothing with us on the court to this point in time, not because. More because of the physical contact that we've done in drills. I mean, the, the, the practices we've had have been, you know, up and down, or even half court, it's been con. He just can't do those things. So, you know, someone asked me, you know, is he jumping in there? It really, it's been hard for him to jump into anything, you know, just with, with the way practice has been. And, and I understand that, but there'll be a time that, you know, as we start to go forward, he'll be able to do that.
1: Even
4: the, when you're, when you're, when your experience with guys who are guys who shoot really well in practice, like they'll they don't have a hand in their face and they'll, they'll shoot really well. Like, I just watched Andre go around the world with Alex and, you know, he was making a good amount mm-hmm. of his shots and his free throws look pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get that, or can you get that to translate from that setting to a game setting? Or is that even possible?
3: No, I mean, you try to create. It's like, that's what you're trying to do in practice. And you, I was talking about playing five on five. You try to create as, as close to of game situations as you can. You know, like... We may play a game in the first team to get to five, okay? Team gets five, all right? Someone's got to make a free throw to solidify the game. You know, you try to put a situation, like, put someone to the free throw line. Um, you know, you try to create special situations. You know, hey, five seconds to go on the clock, high score, you're shooting them. You know, and then you're working on, okay, timeout, advance the ball, side of the bounds, defense, or what's the score? So you try to create those situations, but, you know, are you creating them at the level Of a game? Probably not. Um, But I think everybody probably tries to do the best job they can within that. And then I I think that, uh, you know, like the making shots part of it is, you know, I think as much as it is physical and repetition is just as much mental too, you know, and and building that confidence and belief, you know, through, through working out and putting the time in. First on Dre's health.
0: When I hear Billy Donovan talk, I have a hard time believing that Andre Robertson will be back first game of the season, second game of the season. I I don't even know if Andre will be ready to go for that first home game of the year, but I'm thinking at least a couple, at least, at least a couple of weeks into the season before we see Andre Robertson back. In fact, I mean, just just a best guess here. I'm thinking November is when we see Andre Robertson come back at the absolute soonest because you can just tell right there that the Thunder have no no plans to rush him back. They want him on the floor, but they're certainly not going to do it to the detriment of his health. When it comes to what Billy Donovan is saying is what he's saying it without saying it is that there are practice players and there are game players and mentally – for whatever reason, some guys you get out there in a game situation with the crowd, with more anything, just the pace picked up and it being faster and more being on the line and feeling that pressure, they just don't perform. And, and that's Andre Robertson when it comes to shooting. Great practice player, not a very good game player. And he may never he may never be a great game player. Andre may just be a guy that shines in practice but doesn't doesn't get it done during the game. And the best thing you can hope for him to do when the lights get on is just play great defense. And unfortunately, that's what we and he may have to live with throughout the rest of his career. As far as Paul George goes, he's back for another year. Everybody's excited. Billy's excited. And if you're expecting a better year for PG, from PG, you're going to get it. One of the reasons you may get it is just because of the comfort level he now has with the team and not having to be as worried about as much as everything else that he had going on in his life
3: yeah I mean I think for Paul last year coming in you know one I think there was so much he had to deal with with the whole free agency in the very near future when he got here and how long was he going to be here I think not really knowing as teammates any of the guys on the team but maybe knowing them through being in the NBA um So I definitely think that there was a a process that he had to go through to, you know, being in one city for his entire career before he got here. You know, moving house, moving family, you know, new coaching staff, new front office, new teammates, new doctors, new trainers, you know new strength coaches. I mean, everything's completely new. And I think for him, he's such a great guy. He just really takes everything in and he listens and stuff. But there's no question he's obviously at this point in time much, much more comfortable than he was a year ago all the way around, I think.
0: PG also said that he's feeling more ownership with this team and not having Russ for those first few games, as awkward as it may be for him, And as awkward as it may be when Russ comes back, Paul at least gets to assert himself a lot more on the court. Be a go-to guy, be that leader, and not have Russ sort of overshadow him with his teammates. Not that that is a huge deal, but I believe that it is big enough that if you are co-alpha males and you need to have a say on this team, sometimes you need to establish it. And when you don't have as dominating a personality as Russell Westbrook around, it can be a lot easier to establish that rapport with your teammates when you're looking to have that kind of relationship with them. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. We wrap things up by hearing from Patrick Patterson next on LOT.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history.
0: Locked On Sooners has been dropped as well, and you can get that on Google, Spotify, Apple iTunes, LockedOnSports.com. You can't get it at LockedOnThunder.com. I guess I could post it there, but it really is a site dedicated to Locked On Thunder. But Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Yeah, sometimes I do get them a little messed up. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I'm Mary G., Patrick Patterson has an opportunity to start. Talking with Randy Renner today, we discussed the opportunity about um, Patterson maybe starting some games. Jeremy Grant maybe starting some games. I don't know if Billy Donovan really wants to mess with the starting lineup. I could see where he might pull guys after a few minutes. Like, you start Patterson. You start him all year long, and then maybe there are those games you pull him after six, five, six minutes. You put Grant in, and then Grant gets the bulk of the the minutes that night based on who's playing. Right now, I still lean towards Jeremy Grant, but I'm becoming more warm to the idea of Patterson just because of his ability to shoot and think that maybe that's where the thunder is hitting. Yeah, yeah, flip a coin on how I feel about this. But let's hear from Patrick Patterson. Here he is from training camp on Thursday
2: the
4: season starts. Uh, honestly I think it's an adjustment that's gonna happen when the season starts. Um, I assume a lot of guys will still be in that 24 second clock mode. They'll still think it's you know the rules from last year and then a possession will happen or a teammate or a coach will yell from the sideline and then it'll click from there. But I think once the season starts and we start getting into like the actual gritness of the game, right now everything in uh, preseason, everything in training camp I should say coach has been preaching faster pace so whether that's offense defense pushing the ball in transition everything we do has got to be with a little more fast with a little more pep in our step so when the shot clock when you get an offensive rebound there's only 14 seconds left then I assume our uh our gear should kick in from there that faster pace that you're talking about in
0: practice is it where does that envelop itself most I'm just wondering is the ball zipping around faster is it just the way you explode after a defensive rebound or you know, how
1: does it get
4: fast? It's a mixture of everything. Um, Everything that we do offensively, defensively, talking, communication, uh, guarding our man one-on-one, helping each other out on the help side, just knowing we need to be there and get there as quickly as possible. Offense, being able to make a decision in a short amount of time, not having to hold on to the ball. And if there's an advantage, try to find that advantage as quickly as possible. Transition, You know, everyone wants to push the ball in transition as quickly as possible, get as many opportunities early in the shot clock, which will allow you to have more throughout the course of the game.
0: And, and when you're out there five on five, mm-hmm. does it feel different because you're trying to do this?
4: Yeah, it does. Um, you got the coaches screaming from the sideline, um, putting more emphasis on us pushing the ball, trying to get it across half court within two to three seconds and then getting to offense or not having to run offense and just run something, you know, without calling a play just naturally. So you have the coaches screaming, you have our teammates, you have everyone. Everyone in the gym just telling you what to do, and by then, you know, a couple of days later, you'll be able to do it. Just initially, without anyone telling you to.
1: Something Sam mentioned in his preseason press conference was just amplifying the shooting numbers. And obviously, everybody wants to shoot a higher percentage. But how do you all go about maybe generating higher percentage shots or, or shots that are, you know, going to be more open?
4: Um. Well, when you're when you have the ball, and you have an opportunity to shoot it. Shoot it. That's the most important thing. But driving, kicking, penetrating, trying to create opportunities for your teammates, uh, being more selfless when you're out when you're out there on the court, try to push it, get by your man in order to draw help from the defense, and then try to find another teammate who's open, and if that teammate's open enough, take the shot. So just situations like that. Steve-O was such a huge presence on the glass and finding us on the perimeter if he doesn't have the opportunity to put it back up And then of course with Russ PG Dennis Ray Guys who can create opportunities for the rest of the team with their skill set, you know that'll open up opportunities for everyone else
3: uh, You shot the ball pretty well last year for
0: the three. There's a struggle inside and around the rim do, do you hope maybe just coming in healthier and in the shape and all that will help a little in, in that regard?
4: Uh, my main thing was just coming in healthy um, Coming in focus and then having a great preseason, having a great training camp, I should say, I've been getting that under my belt. And then the rest will fall in line after that.
1: You feel a lot different from last year in terms of health and
4: comfort and all that? Overall, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: From a, just back to shooting overall, from a skill or technique standpoint, is there anything that can get laid as a foundation here in camp to help guys just knock down a higher percentage of shots when the season comes?
4: Uh, the main thing is just shoot it with confidence. Shoot it like you know how. If you miss it, who cares? Uh, focus on the next opportunity so that's what we're telling everyone you know all the young guys uh, myself included you know if you miss one or two in a row don't get down on yourself Um, you're a shooter so just keep shooting the ball
0: the fast play one more question on that I I would presume a lot of that is falling to Dennis uh, with Russell not out there and just is uh, how, how does he look given the focus you're trying to put out there
4: oh we all know Dennis is extremely quick extremely fast uh, able to get to the rim, able to get to the cup with ease. So it's it's pretty much the same as if Russ wasn't out there. Dennis is doing the exact same thing off of offensive rebounds, off of uh, made baskets, just pushing at every opportunity. In transition, same thing in the half court. Uh, he's able to get to the cup with ease and find opportunities for other teammates, similar to what Russ does all the time. So you have Dennis doing it. You have uh, Ray doing it as well. So many guys who are, you know, pushing the ball in transition, so many guys who are getting to the cup. so many guys who are actually, you know, quite fast.
0: That's Patrick Patterson from training camp earlier this week here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. And, yes, no one asked him if he was going to start. Yeah, today I'm feeling that uh, Patrick Patterson will start. The first thing he was talking about there, um, I should have set that up with the question or at least – set that up a little bit better was the whole idea that the clock adjust on an offensive rebound to 14 seconds instead of resetting to 24 seconds and how that's maybe difficult for guys to pick up on the first few times they see that in a game situation. But if it's all about fast, and Sam Presti said that, it's about fast mentally, it's about fast physically – then the, then the Thunder should have an easy time adjusting. We'll be back on Monday on the Locked on Thunder podcast, and we will be talking about what we saw in the blue and white scrimmage. So um, be on the lookout for that. That is coming up on Monday. And until Monday, we wish you have a fantastic weekend. And as always, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and Thunder up.
2: You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.